0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Open for Business is powered by Bosboulet.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM
0: 89.9. Good morning and welcome to Open for Business, the show that dives into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. This morning on the show, Lee Yanming, he's the co founder and group CEO of Policy Street, a kazana backed regional full stack insurtech company. Founded in January 2017 by Yanming, Wilson Bear, and Winnie Chua, the platform started to help consumers and businesses choose and purchase insurance policies based on their needs and requirements, with the underlying aim of making insurance more affordable, simpler, and transparent. Your typical marketplace platform that was popular in the mid 2010s. Fast forward today, they're a regional player in the Introtech space and work with over 40 life, general, and takaful providers globally to offer a comprehensive range of products and services. As of June 2023, they've served 5 million customers and achieved a sum insured of over 6 billion US dollars. That's roughly 28 billion ringgit at that time here in Malaysia. Notably, they closed a 15 million US dollar round, Series B be with Kazana National as the lead investor last June and earlier this year they received the regulatory approval from the Labuan Financial Services Authority to begin its Tuckerful and re operations which means tree can now reinsure and underwrite Tuckerful products and provide Sharia compliant insurance solutions. Today in Open for Business you will learn about the journey this Malaysian insurtech has been on over the last seven years, how they're tackling the challenges of the insurance space including fending off agents and other gatekeepers and what's ahead head for Policy Street. Uh Yiming, welcome to the show. Thank you, Roshan. I'm glad to be here as well. Glad to see you again. The last time we were talking uh, was right after the announcement by Kazana, over, yep. or your announcement at least for Series B. So today, let's get a little bit of that journey, right? And yep. uh, um, So apparently, uh, when I was doing some reading, of course, <laughs> and uh, apparently the inspiration for Policy, tree, uh, Policy Street came up after you fell out of a tree and injured yourself. Now... Tell us a little bit more about this. How true is this actually?
2: <laughs> I yeah. So I mean, I, I did I did fall from a tree. I mean, there was uh, maybe there three, was a tree and there was a fall. There was a tree in front of my house. <laughs> I, I was I was pruning the tree uh, and I actually fell. Uh, that was way back in uh, twenty sixteen. Uh, I actually fractured two of my vertebrae. Uh, wow. Yeah, and I was on a brace uh, for close to about like six, six months before it recovered by, by itself. So I mean that that gave us that gave me an inspiration in terms of how complicated insurance is and how you know most people if you don't have an insurance cover, the kind of cost the exorbitant cost that you would have to pay, just to, you know, to get proper healthcare and and so forth. So, I think that was the the, the turning point for me to even think about, you know, having an insurance business, per se.
0: Yeah, because uh, you and your two co-founders, Winnie and Wilson, all had good careers before that. Wilson was in investment banking, Winnie was an actuary, Mm. and you were in marketing at a bank, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I was. Um, So why leave your careers and go (laughs) on this journey? Because at the end of the day, uh, being an entrepreneur, as I've talked to many of them on the show, not the easiest of things to do in the world. Was your life not challenging enough at the point?
2: (laughs) It was, it was. I mean, I mean... um I have to also put a disclaimer. I mean, the, the age difference between myself and my co-founders are greatly different. So, obviously, uh, Winnie and Wilson, they are maybe about a decade younger than I am. Mm. And it was very difficult uh, for myself and even for Winnie and Wilson to actually leave our corporate uh, careers. So, but the, the turning point was that, uh, you know, what we felt was that uh, if we didn't give this a chance, if we didn't try it out at that point in time, we will regret it for the rest of our lives mm. and what's the worst that could come out of it the worst would be you know one year of our lives could be disrupted by us just trying to do an entrepreneurial journey and then if it doesn't work out we'll just go back to our corporate uh, jobs and, and get better jobs somewhere else
0: so you you gave yourself a little bit of that uh, lease yeah. you said okay let's do this for a year yeah um and in that mm. year so this was 2016 <clears throat> i presume because the launch was 2017 yeah. right yeah um so, how did the three of you then um, go out and test the potential market demand here, right? How did you go and validate the business opportunity that was present here?
2: Mm, that's a good question. No, I mean, for us, when we first started, I still remember the days when we were, the three of us, uh, would go <laughs> <laughs> after working hours, uh, you know, we'd we'll go to a uh, food court in Kel Central, and we will just sit there to just draw out plans in terms of what we want to do and how we're going to roll out uh, Policy Street. So we were there m- almost every day after work, just planning out and thinking about what we want to do. And I think the, the turning point for us was when we actually pitched to Cradle uh, to actually support uh, our business and our entrepreneur journey. And we were fortunate enough because Cradle at that point in time had a CIP 150, mm-hmm. which was 150,000 uh, ringgit grant. So we were awarded the grant and that started the the entire journey for us to then start testing it out in the market. When we first started in 2017, we have not fully tested the model. Uh, Even until today, we're still testing uh, different models that we we undergo. But what we know is that there is an opportunity in insurance. We know that insurance has been around for more than, you know, for for hundreds of years Mm -hmm. and there's not been any changes being done to insurance. And we know that there are a lot of people who are either whether underserved or unserved, So that's something which we know. So the gap is present. What we want to do is to actually narrow the gap and see what are the areas that we could we could explore on. Mm,
0: find the right product to attack the market, which is exactly. again, and we'll get into this. It's largely gate kept by agency forces or larger mm, institutions. Um, so the first version of this, uh, 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 Policy Street One was a marketplace platform. It That's was. no longer the case. Uh, the it may still have a platform, but yep. the bigger business is the underwriting and the re- exactly. uh, and the reinsurance. Exactly. Um, Talk to us a little bit about the 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 MVP, right? When the three of you mm. were sketching out your plans and you got your cradle <laughs> uh, grant early on, um, what did the MVP of Policy oh. Street look like? Take us back. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been
2: a, it's been a whirlwind journey. I mean, uh, so when we first started, uh, we were doing it out of my house. Mm. So I had a house in Sabijaya. We got everyone, and we had very minimal people that, was, that joined us in our journey. I think we had about three or four other people of our employees, we call them, that joined us on our journey and we did it in the house. I still remember sketching uh, on a whiteboard that we bought we bought it out I think, Shopee or Lazada, a whiteboard, <laughs> which, in which the whiteboard is still in our office today. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so we, we started sketching and, uh, you know, we were writing, you know, what would Malaysians want out mm. of a marketplace, you know, so at, at that point in time, like what, rightly, fully, what you said, uh, marketplace was the boom. It was the point. thing at that time. Yeah, everyone wanted to to have a comparison site. Everyone wanted to see, you know, what's the best price, what's the best coverage. So we did that. But little did we know that insurance it's difficult. You don't wake up one day and say, "I want to buy insurance." Mm-hmm. Even if you've got the best comparison, you wouldn't want to buy from that from that comparison site. You would just compare the price there and then go and buy it from the insurer direct or buy it from an agent that you're comfortable with. So I think that was the biggest biggest hurdle for us. We've created this marvelous ideal state that we thought <laughs> it would be. You were the, the, the volumes, but uh, it didn't. Uh, and and that was uh, you know that was our initial MVP whereby we had uh, a website uh, and we had uh, policies that we compared we were not we were just agents at that point in time. We were mm-hmm. merely agents and we had mm-hmm. to, you know, just resell policies. We had to distribute policies. So, that there was there was the, 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 the MVP that we had. And, ah,
0: and yeah. you realised that there wasn't really product market fit here. People, yeah. you know, that's why they always say, right, insurance is something that is sold, not bought. It is. Uh, and even you're expecting people to come to your platform to it buy is. it, doesn't uh, it might not be a very uh, recurring kind of business in that yeah. sense. Um, so, when did you when did you guys realize that okay we need to move beyond the marketplace dynamics mm. here we need to go and uh, think of a new way of attacking this mm. I mean now we know that you're underwriting products obviously but yep. talk to us about that evolution
2: sure now I think when we so when we first started we were doing the marketplace mm-hmm. then we thought wow the marketplace is not working well we're just agents mm. then we had a I think we had a break when we w- won a contract um, from You for Life uh, in which I think Malin runs my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, small world! Yeah, it is. It is. So uh, and and what we did was when we were trying to sell our first life policy, term life policy by you for Life, uh, it was difficult. And and I still remember, I was offering a friend of mine. I said, you know what, the, the price of the policy is nine ringgit ninety cents per month. Why not I pay you, you know, twenty ringgit every month for the next one year so that you can buy a policy from me. The the friend of mine thought very long. She said, I'll come back to you. (laughs) (laughs) She thought very long and I think after uh, an hour or two hours, she she got back to me and said, no, I don't want to buy it. So wow. I, <laughs> that was the hardest point. You were uh, giving point. someone money. I was giving someone more money than what they're going to get. That was like, I'll be touched. You can make more money from what you're paying, but even the person doesn't want to buy it. I think that, that's where we, we realized, you know what? We actually need to not just resell policies, but we need to actually have a, a stick in the entire value chain. We need to be able to then tell you what you really want. If you really want to cover for this, then if we're able to give you that kind of coverage, that's what you will want. So that's where our journey towards underwriting our own products come in. Because if, if we can underwrite products on our own, we can determine the coverages that you really need and give you that coverage instead of just reselling a policy that's already set off the shelf. Mm. So that, that was the, the turning point for us. Of course, the journey from a marketplace to selling a term line policy to, you know, to, to underwriting took a while. Because in, in insurance it's a regulated market, mm-hmm. so you need licenses. There's no way for you to say, "Oh, today I'm gonna start making a nasilema and start selling you a, you know a, a customized nasilema." You can't do that. So that's why for us we had to undergo licensing, uh, you know, getting the proper regulatory approvals before we start, you know, uh, going to what we're doing today. And so
0: in this journey of yours to, you know, build your own products, essentially build your own insurance products that you think will cater to particular markets, you went through the Labuan Financial Services Authority route. Yeah. And uh, Yanming, that's something we'll jump into after a few messages. Sure. Folks have been speaking with Li Yanming. He's the co-founder and group CEO of Policy Street, a kazana-backed regional full-stack insurtech company. And Russian Kanesan, you're listening to Open for Business. We'll be back in just a bit. So keep it here to BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBolle.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Best Flipping Moments, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBolle.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM
0: 89.9. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Karnison. And this morning, I've been speaking with Li Yanming. He's the co-founder and group CEO of Policy Street, a Kazana-backed regional full-stack insurtech company. Um, So today, as I just mentioned, Yanming, you're a full-stack insurtech company. You started off as a marketplace platform to connect consumers with insurance products. That didn't work out. You moved towards term life policies, and eventually you and Winnie and Wilson realized we need to be building our own products in order yep. to cater to the market that we're addressing. Uh, you didn't wait for the sandbox. You didn't wait for uh, to see what the regulatory landscape will shape up to become. You went to Labuan, the Labuan Financial Services Authority, uh, and that route. Uh, tell us a little bit about why you went that particular path.
2: Yeah, so I mean, uh, prior to Labuan, uh, we actually had an approval from Bank Negara Malaysia. Mm. So for us, um, it was a question of whether do we go into the sandbox and try a particular product, or do we get uh, an approval from the Central Bank of Malaysia for us to be able to work with insurers? Mm. So that's where from an agent, because agent you're limited to just two general policies and one life policy or from one life company, we decided to actually get a financial advisory approval. Uh, that that approval actually enabled us to work agnostically with over 40 of uh, life and tech of all and also general uh, providers. So that itself was the epitome where we said, okay, now we can start selling products from various insurers. We can work with various insurers. What about underwriting it? So, and the fact that we know that in in Malaysia or even in local jurisdiction, uh, central banks are no longer dishing out uh, uh, insurance licenses, uh, of course, now there's talks about uh, digital insurer and, and TACAFO operator licences, but at that point in time, there were none. So the only way for us to at least underwrite some policies was through an offshore jurisdiction, and that's where One comes into play.
0: Uh, now, the, I guess the question to some would be like, does the fact that you went through Labuan bring its own challenges? Uh, not to say that's not a credible thing, mm-hmm. but, yeah. you know, it's just like, oh, but you didn't go through BNM, right? Did yes. you face that in the early days when you went through Labuan? Uh,
2: not really. I, th- I think Labuan is, is quite renowned mm. uh, as an offshore uh, reinsurer and so general insurer uh, 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 as, a, as a financial authority. I think today, uh, we actually had to compete with a lot of other reinsuring boys who have mm. had that license. I mean, Labuan, you've got Hanover Re, you've got, Swiss Re, you got Munich re you got Malaysian re so these players are your typical you know large players that've been there and here we are you know a small up and coming uh, you know technology company that wants to achieve obtain that license. I think that was the, the biggest challenge for us. Not really about, uh, you know, the Central Bank of Malaysia, because obviously we are already approved mm-hmm. by the Central Bank of Malaysia in, in in a financial advisory kind of business.
0: You think that financial advisory uh, business approval helped you with your getting your approval in Labuan?
2: Definitely, definitely. I think uh, without that, mm. there won't be any credibility. Because obviously, you know, you, you're, you're in country, but you've not done anything in country and now you're asking mm. for something offshore. Which definitely doesn't make sense. And yeah. being a digital agent platform
0: isn't necessarily what they're looking for either. Yeah. Um and going to Labon also allowed you a little bit of a regional view as well. It does. And today you're you're talking about uh, today you're basically you're manufacturing the insurance policies mm. and you've got a wider berth, of course. <coughs> um, you do a you do B to B, B to C, B to B to C as well. <laughs> um, all all lots of, we lots of different variations and we'll and for, and we will go through the alphabet yeah. soon. Um, you're working with forty insurance players. Yeah. Uh Different solutions you're doing for yep. uh, all of them or some of them, including embedded insurance is one of those key areas there. Um, I mean give us a fuller sense of what Policy Street is doing today and mm. what the product mix and positioning is like.
2: Yeah, so I think today we are very focused in uh, you know developing customized insurance products. Uh, for both our customers and also businesses. Mm-hmm. So, today you can see we've got, uh, you know, we, we do for business clients where we do a lot of customized employee benefit plans. Uh, we do embedded solutions for our partners. So, today we've got uh, some of the large partners like Shopee, uh, Grab, uh, uh, Foodpanda, uh, Kasum. So, these are some of our partners that we, we work very closely with. Uh, so it's the
0: B2B tend- side.
2: Yeah. So we, we tend to go in and understand their requirements and then to, we, we come up with solutions so that we are able to then meet their demands. So the three
0: verticals you have in particular, mm. right? So we mentioned the B2B, so this is where you work with your partners. You've got the b 2 b to c which is where you work with partners to deliver consumer products, I presume?
2: For their consumers. All right. Yeah. And then you've got the d to c as well, which is the main focus today? Today, we, we do a lot more uh, you know, on our partners where we deliver solutions for their consumers, so like so for the example, B
0: to B to C. Yeah, B
2: 2 B to C. So for example, like today when you look at Shopee, um, uh, their damage protection. There's a cover. If you buy something from Shopee today, you'll find that there is a tick that you can tick on if you want to cover for the goods that's being delivered to your house, mm-hmm. where we cover, you know, post delivery of the item. So that's provided by us. We also provide uh, extended warranty covers for products from Shopee. Uh, they form a large form of our you know of the business that we do with Shopee. Uh, we also provide for custom. So today, uh, if you buy a car, Sell a car from Custom, uh, the insurance provider by us, but we don't sell you off-the-mill products. Just mm-hmm. like a car insurance, we sell you bundled together with packages that we have customized uh, to ensure that uh, you know part or clients or partners like ours, like Custom, would have an added advantage uh, when they go out and 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 sell their cars or buy their cars. So today we cover, for example, unemployment uh, cover for people uh, who buy a car from Custom, but suddenly they get retrenched. And you can't pay your monthly installments. So, that is actually part of a coverage that we provide to the customer so that you can then cover at least a couple months of your repayment through a cover that's given to the customer. So,
0: uh, you're not going through the typical, you know, we're setting a life policy, we're setting a medical policy. Mm. You're creating new product areas, essentially, uh, creating new products to cater to very Interesting
2: yeah, do, needs yeah. out there. Yes,
0: uh, but nonetheless, not things that are unimportant. Right, At mm-hmm. end of the day, if someone loses their job, they won't. They if they have the policy that you're talking yeah. about, they don't have to worry about for a certain amount of time, exactly. I presume. Um, the key thing with, and, and I, I wonder, I guess, if you're going to, this is embedded insurance? is embedded.
2: Embedded. Mm-hmm. So, of course, embedment comes with two options. You know, mm-hmm. you either have an op-op you know, uh, kind of an option. So, some some of our clients, like what you've rightly put, if it's a B2B kind of a plan, whereby, you know, it's sold uh, to you and you pay for it, then it's an it's op-op, an, uh, in uh, embedded kind of cover that means mm-hmm. there is no way for you to say I do not want it uh, but there are also partners uh, which come in and say oh I want to offer solutions to my consumers but I want my consumers to select opt it. in for it mm-hmm. to select for it so that's uh, again an optional cover mm-hmm. uh, but we, we've, we generally find you know a lot of people tend to one covers if they're cheap and if they are, you know, they are they're meaningful to what uh, they, they they want to cover for.
0: I mean, it's kind of like uh, if you use Grab and there's that little tab you turn and exactly cover for it as another ten or twenty cents or something. Exactly, like that. exactly. Um, what does the B two B offering look like?
2: So B two B today, we do uh, apart from getting the companies to buy uh, a group policy, we also sell a lot of employee benefits. So like today, you know, when you have BFM, you've got X number of employees. We cover all the employees. Uh, we we provide, uh, you know either hospitalization cover, we provide uh, personal accident cover and so forth. So we, we do a, a large chunk of uh, group employment. So the more
0: traditional stuff yeah, that we corporates are generally yeah. looking for. Yeah. Um, so you've still got the, the traditional
2: stuff. You still yeah. have the marketplace business as well? Um, marketplace today is a platform. So it's mm-hmm. no longer a marketplace mm-hmm. per se. You can deem it as a marketplace, but we, we actually enable platforms. So we mm-hmm. enable agents today. We enable uh, a lot of... So that's why to me, I don't think that we are here to uh. compete with agents, but we also do enable agents where they can come in and 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 you know, and and you know use the platform. Digitalize agents, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so
0: what does the D2C offering look like
2: today? D2C is our direct, so you can also come into our website and you can buy policies from us. So uh, as a
0: consumer, I don't have to go embedded and all. Yeah. Uh, and the products on the D2C side? Are we talking about the good old-fashioned Yeah, these life? are
2: all the typical products that you uh-huh. have, you know, from car to travel and so forth, yeah. So you, uh, you've, you're you going with the, if we can't beat them,
0: join them mentality, creating a platform <laughs> yeah. for agents to... To digitalize yeah. essentially because uh, insurance today uh, or has, over the last few decades is has been agent driven and it is a uh, large, they own the key relationships and they do. it's generational, right? My father yeah. had this agent, yeah. so which means I will, it, it goes on and on and on. And um, digital insurance typically has been trying to bypass this and sell insurance products directly to the consumer, uh, which can be tough because insurance is complicated, it's also intimidating mm. and complex. Um, your trying to address this by maybe working with the agents. Um, but how are you, I guess, how else are you looking at acquiring customers, right? What is What have been key strategies and channels that have worked for Policy Street?
2: Yeah, so I, I mean, when you look at agents per se, uh, obviously, agents today address certain segments. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, they will address the more affluent segment because obviously, you know, you've got more complex products and you make more money from the market higher, higher commissions. Higher yeah. commissions and so forth. I think what we have today is a lot of gaps uh, in, in, in the market where they are either underserved or unserved. Mm. So that's where we come in. Uh, and, and typically, when we look at the market, we tend to go with um, partners instead of just going in to address the underserved or unserved, because there are a large proportion of, the, of our partners who already have those market, who are already in those uh, areas. And that's where we then start to really do an embedment of products to make sure that we can cover people at different life stages. The last thing we want is to introduce you to you another life policy and you pay for your entire life and you can't pay because after a while, after two years, you say, oh, sorry, I don't have any more money. I can't pay for it. But what we want to do is make sure that you have got protection when you need it today. Mm. So imagine if you drive a car or if you ride a motorbike and you suddenly meet with an accident or you're doing delivery, you know, you're a gig worker, you're not covered. So we want to make sure that you're covered today. Mm. That's what we do. So that actually, to me, in, in my own understanding, that reduces the protection gap. Yeah. Because that means that even though you didn't buy a policy by your own, you're actually covered because you're working for a company that provides for you.
0: Yeah. So this is very tangible daily risks that people yeah. go through. And uh, the the fact that you're doing it through this kind of modular, not modular, but you're, you're chunking it down. Yeah. So even the price point is it doesn't hurt as much. You don't exactly. mind. Exactly turning the tab on and take, paying an extra yeah. little bit for that uh, policy. Uh, Yen Ming, we'll talk a little bit about the where the business is today. Mm. Uh, but first, we got to go into a few messages yes, sure. and the news bulletin, of course. Uh, folks, I've been speaking with Lee Yen Ming. He is the group CEO and co-founder of Policy Street, a kazana backed regional full-stack insurtech company. I'm Roshi Karnasen. here on BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Mm. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBolle.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBolle.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM
0: 89.9. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kunnison, and this morning I've been speaking with Lee Yanming. He's the co founder and group CEO of Policy Street, a kazana banked regional full stack insurtech company. Uh, Yanming, in the first half of this conversation, we talked about the journey Mm -hmm. over the last seven years. Started off as a marketplace platform where you were basically a digitalized agent distributing other insurance products, uh, making it accessible for people. Mm -hmm. Then you became, then you got the financial advisory business where you could distribute many other different products. Yep. Uh, today, you are underwriting products, you're creating embedded products, you're doing D to C, B to B, and B to B to C, which seems to be the key area yep. for Policy Street today. Um, as promising as digital insurance is, um, you are still a relatively newer name in the space compared yep. to the AIAs and the Great Easterns of the world, yep. uh, which means there's going to be some hesitance, some trust has needed to be built yep. here.
1: Yep.
0: Um, how are you going to navigate this in order to kind of capture a bigger slice of the pie uh, in the insurance space, uh, especially because people may be hesitant to buy insurance from someone who is a player that's relatively new?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, let me put a bit of a, a paradox. Obviously, you know, mm. today when we say that we underwrite, we underwrite offshore. So we don't have uh, the the onshore jurisdiction to underwrite. So we do leverage on the brand names of the insurers.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: like, for example, you know, AIA or even Generali and so forth. So we do leverage on their brand names, but we undertake part of that risk through our Lapon entity. So, so the that's, where the, that's where the working with the 40 life general and exactly. things come in.
0: Exactly. So you're a tech... Enabler, you are helping. Yep. They are you are helping them
2: repackage their products essentially. Basically, we're taking part of the risk. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if AIA sells you, say, uh, you know, an unemployment cover, for example, uh, if it says a hundred ringgit, uh, maybe fifty ringgit is undertaken by us as a risk on the back mm-hmm. through our Lab1 Labuan uh, reinsurance license. So we we are not seen on the front. Although branding-wise, you can call the product, you know, a policy street product, but it's still underwritten by AIA. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and of course, today, we work a lot with partners so the partners uh, when, when they sell it you know you've got a subtle kind of a brand that we're mm-hmm. building powered by Policy Street powered by something. Policy Street <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, so your key USB here is the technology behind yep, it it is and you work with the, the AIAs and the Great Easterns of the world yep. uh, or the, the those kind of insurers yep. to customise their products to the needs of the people like Shopee and Yeah. Exactly. and the needs that they have yep. and the Labuan licence allows you to take some of that risk and exactly. hence some of the upside, I presume. Exactly. Now, with that in mind, let's talk a little bit about the upside there. Um, Give us a clearer sense of How Policy Street generates revenue today?
2: So, I think there there are a couple of uh, areas that we generate revenue. So, obviously, one is through your standard distribution that we Mm -hmm. do. We we do distribute products in which you have commission, fees, and so forth. The other area, which is very interesting, uh, is through the claim ratios that we have. That means, obviously, when you underwrite policies, the premiums that you pay, say, for example, like just on the earlier example, 50 Ringgit is taken uh, through Labuan. We normally monitor the claim ratios. If the claim comes low, obviously we make a lot more money. Uh, today, if the claim is only like say five ringgit, then forty five ringgit is our profit. Mm. So that's how we manage it. We manage it through a lot of uh, monitoring of our claim ratio to make sure that the products that we underwrite or co-underwrite is profitable. Mm-hmm. And that's your basis of any insurance companies today to make sure that when you underwrite, when you do actual work to introduce a product, that product can be profitable for the business.
0: That you're not over taking too much risk with a particular new exactly. product as well. Because yep. I think that's the concern, right? Your, your yep. new product areas, how yep. do you make sure that you make money as an insurance company or an insurance player in the longer term? Ultimately, just to break that down, mm. you collect X amount of premiums yep. and you pay X, Y amount of claims. Yep. You want there to be a positive number at the exactly. end of that. And you split that basically in terms of uh, between you and your partner.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And I I think just to also add on, um, generally what we have done is that we've gone towards number one, healthy risks. That means we don't undertake Products that we know we're not gonna make money from, and secondly, we go towards bite size. Mm. And this is why I guess we need chief product officer yeah, with yeah. her actual background. Exactly, exactly. Um, seven years in,
0: over five million customers uh, served as uh, June mm. 2023, and a sum insured of over six billion US dollars in Malaysia. Obviously, um, that <laughs> is based on the forex rate of uh, if we use <laughs> then's forex rate was twenty seven point seven billion ringgit. Uh, talk to us a little bit of, about where rev- where policy street is in terms of revenue today. I know there are going to be some uh, things that you can and cannot tell us. So give us, to the best of your ability, what can you tell us about revenue today?
2: I think we announced in uh, 2023 uh, that we did five times growth Mm. uh, in 2022. Uh, I can say, you know, 2023 has been an exciting year. We've Mm. definitely showed growth and we anticipate to grow even further in 2024.
0: Mm. Yeah. in terms of the
2: growth for 2023, is there anything you can tell us? Anything you can share on that it's front? A, it's, a, it's a it's a significant growth, and we're quite happy with the growth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, where are you in terms of um, where where I presume Malaysia is still your main market today. Yeah, it is. So, what are the main revenue drivers?
2: Uh, so again, uh, you know, same like what I've mentioned earlier on
0: B two B to C. Yeah. B two B to C. Yeah. And in terms of uh, revenue share between B two B to C, D two C, and B two B, can you share mm. that?
2: I mean, I mean, they're they they're vastly proportionate, but yeah, but I, I I wouldn't want to comment on that proportions. <laughs>
0: Now, last year, Policy Street announced a 15.3 million US dollar Series B fundraising round led by Kazana, mm-hmm. with other vest- investors in the round including uh, lead investors from your Series A round, yeah. uh, Altara Ventures, as well as Gobi Partners and Spiral Ventures. Um, I think at the time it was said that you're going to be investing this money into tech, uh, technology, your underwriting capabilities, as well as market expansion. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about the progress in terms of how the money's been invested.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been very prudent in terms of how we spend our money. I'm so sure given the current climate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we've, we've not gone in to just splash the money everywhere. Uh, but, but, but we've seen uh, investments in technology. Uh, we've also seen a lot of investment in our underwriting capabilities. I think what we need to focus on this year will be a lot more in terms of market expansion. It's not been, uh, you know, an easy kind of inroad mm. for us to penetrate new markets. Uh, generally speaking there are a lot of hurdles uh, be it uh, you know regulatory hurdles be it market operation hurdles and so forth but, but yeah but that would be the key focus for us do you have any key markets in mind in terms of
0: I mean obviously Malaysia in, mm-hmm. I know you're in Australia as well is that mm-hmm. correct? Yep, yep we have a license in Australia Yeah. Mm. Um, what are the key I guess, targets for 2024, 2025, that sort of Yeah. Thing.
2: For us, I think uh, it's, again, boils down to opportunities. Mm. Um, I think Southeast Asia as a region has a lot of opportunity. Mm. Uh, we are tapping into several potential opportunities at the current moment. I mm-hmm. can't disclose uh, you know, the countries, but, uh, but yeah, but there are several markets, uh, several countries that we are looking at at the current moment, yeah.
0: Now, growth, of course, is going to be a key part uh, of uh, any startup's journey, including mm-hmm. yours, especially if you're looking at, you know, future CUC funding, mm-hmm. given the current climate. Obviously, I think you probably have to balance between growth and profitability today. Yep. Um, we'll dive into all of that after a few messages, Yanming, so don't go just yet. Yep. Folks, I've been speaking with Lee Yanming. He's the co-founder and group CEO of Policy Street, a Kazana-backed regional full-stack insurtech company. I'm Roshan Kanesan, we'll be back in just a bit, so keep it here to BFM 89.9. The Business Station.
1: Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBullet.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Birkins for Mama. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBullet.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary.
0: VFM 89.9, welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Karnison and this morning I'm speaking with Li Yanming, the co-founder and group CEO of Policy Street, a Kazana-backed regional full-stack insurtech company. Um, Yanming, we've gone far and wide with this conversation today. We talked about the early days, the MVP, Mm. the marketplace that never really took off because of how insurance is as a product. Uh, And today uh, embedded insurance is a key part of that and the B2B2C proposition along with that. Um, looking ahead what do you see as you know you've raised that money uh, the 15 million US dollars last year Mm. uh, to improve the tech improve the underwriting capabilities and of course grow your markets aside from those uh, Mm. those things what else is going to be driving growth going forward I think uh, you just announced uh, earlier this year that uh, you've got the Takaful products uh, that you're going to be able to provide
2: Takaful products and Sharia compliant insurance solutions key part of your growth strategy definitely definitely I think I think uh, you know, there's a big opportunity in, in, in the Sharia-compliant products, in Takafu products. Uh, that's something which we definitely want to horn into. Um, I think for us, uh, there's also a lot of licensing uh, that, that we are looking forward mm. to obtain. Uh, I think uh, in, in Malaysia alone, uh, the central bank has announced that they will, there might be a framework for DITO, which is digital insurer and Takaful operators, something which we are also interested uh, you know, in vying for
0: yeah and uh, in terms of uh, the way the Tarkov products will work because you already have a similar license on the conventional side Mm. so will it be the same way of working with partners to build products but this time Shari compliant
2: yes it is Uh,
0: which gives you a much bigger uh, addressable market there which I'm sure you all are very excited about (laughs) Um, ditto yeah. Um. how it's something you're looking into Um. Mm. but th- right now we don't really know how it's going to yeah. play out how much of a focus is Ditto in your, on your current radar right now
2: I think we are, we are waiting for the central bank to mm-hmm. you know to release the framework so once that is done then of course we so it's still like, a wait and see yeah, the situation a and see. at this yeah. point because yeah.
0: Yeah. I know there are other players who are very keenly like we are going through the Ditto route mm. that's still undetermined for you
2: for, for us, we, we want to go the detour. Okay. I think that, that's uh, that's a clear answer from our end. Mm. Uh, it's a question of when, uh, which is, you know, again, it's a waiting... Waiting game at this point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Um, you've built this big
0: platform here. Mm. Um, even though you're no longer a, a marketplace primarily, it's mm. still a platform with user base. Yeah. Um, what else are you looking to... Is there anything in particular you, you're looking at to be able to better leverage this platform that you've built mm.
2: in order to drive revenue growth going forward? I, I think for us, is to really uh, enable the agent uh, market because I think there's a, it's, it's still, you know, in a lot of developing markets and developed markets uh, like ours, agent is still a big play. Mm-hmm. I think to come out a big volume yeah. of, of premiums and and for us, we really want to enable these agents. We've seen, uh, you know, many uh, success cases uh, around the, the globe uh, that has enabled agents and we want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there is a very successful model yet uh, in, in Malaysia uh, to enable that and we want to pilot that and to ensure that we can enable our agents.
0: Yeah, the human touch is still very powerful when it comes to yep. insurance it is. Uh, selling. Okay. Yeah. Um do you have a particular solution already for this, or are you still working it out?
2: Uh, we're always in development. I mean, mm. as a startup, you, <laughs> <laughs> you cannot have an ideal solution. Yeah. <laughs> then, then you're not a startup. So I think for us, we've always been, uh, you know, in the process of re-treating mm. uh, whatever that we do, and we will continuously enhance it. Mm. Um, so how do you work with agents today, then? Could you flesh that out first? Uh, we've got we've got certain agents that we've partnered with. Mm. Uh, we understand their whims and their problems and their you know mm-hmm. areas of Concerns. And you onboard them to the platform, the to marketplace. The platform, exactly, yeah. So we, we've got certain solutions that they, they
0: can use. Yeah. yeah, so as we mentioned earlier, it's like digitalizing their yep. operations. Yep. Um, the three of you have been on this journey now for seven years. Mm. Um, and in this current iteration, <laughs> this current market, yep. um, prof- path of profitability is of the... It, profitability, I, th- I think I just said this earlier this week, but <laughs> in another similar interview, obviously, uh, that... Profitability is cool again, right? Um, Tell us, what can you tell us about the path of profitability and the ways you're going to be expanding margins over the longer term?
2: Sure. I I think for us, uh, first thing is about prudence. Mm. Uh, We've always been very prudent in terms of what we spend. Um, And of course, secondly, it's about in terms of increasing margins. So uh, like what I've mentioned earlier on, we do underwrite products and we we tend to look at healthy products, uh, bike-sized products, which can give us, uh, you know, stronger margins that's that's a bit in terms of what we are building Mm. towards today uh we're shifting the the business towards really bigger margins uh and managing the cost that we 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 spend
0: and uh path to profitability i'm sure is a key part of a key focus for policy street today given the current environment
2: definitely definitely
0: and that's the extent of the 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 answer today (laughs) (laughs) um so as i mentioned seven years in now um you're currently you raised your Series B last mm. year I'm sure Series C is only a matter of time if maybe we'll see mm. um, what is the next stage of, for Policy Street look like because you've been through multiple stages what mm. does the
2: next stage look like I, I think it's always you know an ongoing growth stage mm. for us it's about scaling the business it's always about you know doubling it, tripling it, you know quadrupling it. Mm. Uh, that's that's something which we are excited about. Mm. But the current but
0: the current iteration of the business. So you're comfortable with where you are now. It's just really just about the yep. growth. Uh, you're not expecting a uh, another version to come out in the next few years.
2: It depends on how you. You know, you categorize a version, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, you know uh, depends on the licensing as well. You mm-hmm. know, a lot, a lot of play because it's a regulated market, mm-hmm. so a lot of uh, so hinges if, on that. Yeah. So
0: maybe the next stage really depends on how Ditto plays out. Mm, perhaps, yeah. Um, Kazana is a member of the cap table. Yep, uh, it they've is. They've been since official. I mean, since the official launch last year. Uh-huh. Um, that's going to have pros and cons with it, but having mm-hmm. a name like Kazana on the cap table has non-monetary benefits. Could you talk to us a little bit about how you've seen that play out?
2: Yeah, I, I think Kazana has been instrumental uh, in, in uh, you know, in introducing us to a lot of their portfolio companies uh, has also been instrumental in terms of shaping how, uh, you know, how, you know, we were building the business because obviously they've got a lot of experience uh, in terms of our compliance, in terms of, Uh, you know, regulatory framework and so forth. So I think that's areas which I think we are now Mm. learning to ensure that we can better build a business that's sustainable in the longer run. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, Now, Policy Street doesn't afraid to work with partners. You work with plenty of them as it is on your products. But on the business side of things, are you looking at any strategic partnerships in the longer run to take you to the next level?
2: Definitely. We're always open for it. I think, uh, you know, if I say no, then it's a, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it, I, for us, it's always about open for opportunities. If mm-hmm. there are companies, you know, that are interested to partner with us, we're more than happy to explore that. Mm,
0: and I'm, I'm sure that this will again come back to how digital plays out. Exactly. Because a lot of the fintech players are going to need much bigger wallets, I think, in order to I'm really sure. yeah. fully realise the potential there. <laughs> yes. Um strategy partners can come in all shapes and sizes Hmm. are there is there a particular shape and size of a strategy partner that would be most appealing to policy street
2: I I, I think for us uh, you know partners that has got strong customer base is something which we we are always eyeing for Uh, I don't want to name names because obviously then it's a bit lopsided but I think there are Uh, Areas of you know telcos, banks, e wallets, and so forth. Market access, basically. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah, So you you raised uh, fifty million dollars last year, Series B. Mm. Uh, You've had your ECF rounds in the past. You had Cradle involved as well at some point. Mm. Um, It seems like uh, startups are perpetually in fundraising mode. Does that (laughs) mode continue? Is that is that still? Are you keeping? possible investors warm talk, having conversations still and what what does their appetite feel like
2: yeah, I think we are always uh, I feel like what you put uh, Roshan you know every startup or every tech company that that's out there they should continuously be you know
0: you always know, be fundraising yeah.
2: <laughs> What should I say Is solidifying The cash position ah, yes, that, they are, yeah, yes. that they are in So Same goes with us We've always been keeping uh, You know uh, Either current investors Or shareholders And, and also potential investors Warm mm. um, For us to Leap to that next level yeah.
0: And the key thing Of course on all their minds Will be an eventual exit Given the type of business You're in mm. uh, What do you think Is the most likely Kind of exit For an intratech Such as yours
2: there are um, there, there, there are a couple of routes that could potentially happen. Uh, of course, I don't wanna you know predict the future. Uh, it's either you know you do an M and A or you do an IPO. Mm. So that that's potentially that's something that could happen. So us. options still open at this yeah, point. Yeah, it is. It okay, Yan <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure
0: speaking with you. That's uh, pretty much all the time we've had, and uh, we've really exhausted as much as we can in this conversation. So thank you so much for your time, man. Thank you, Roshan. Folks, I've been speaking with Li Yanming. He's the co-founder and group CEO of Policy Street, a Kazanab backed regional full-stack tech company. You've been listening to Open for Business, the show that dives into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. And if you missed any part of this conversation, you can catch the podcast on the BFM app, or you can also find our shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your usual podcast player. Just look for Open for Business. I'm Roshan Karnison, so keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Are you open for business? Register your company with com, Malaysia's first online company secretary.
0: You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.